Turn to the person next to you and say how you might celebrate something. Share an idea of how you might celebrate something. So Cape Thorpe is 21 today. How are you celebrating? What? What do you do to celebrate? Okay, let's, let's hear some thoughts. Let's hear some thoughts. Um, everyone listening to Kate Thorpe, what are you doing to celebrate your birthday today, Kate? Having a barbecue to celebrate. Anyone else? What do you do, what do, you do to celebrate? Someone over this side. Sorry, cake. Oh, nice. Cake. Oh, did, did someone go a little tipple? Or Prosecco? Meals with family. Um, Joanne, it was your birthday recently. What did you do? Joanne, I can't quite hear you. You'll have to shout out. Okay, so celebrating with family, but sometimes they can't make it. But it's really important and really good to celebrate with family. When I was younger, we used to have a knickerbocker glory. <laughs> if we had a celebration, it would be layers of ice cream and jelly and fruit. And we had one when we were in Swansea with my parents uh, a few weeks ago. It was good. In the Bible, in the passage that Stuart read at the very beginning of our gathering, there was a celebration. And it was a celebration of all the people, young and old, whether they were really kind of spiritual people and like holy and things like that, or whether they'd messed up. The king had called them all together because they were moving something that was really, really special from one place to another. They were moving the Ark of the Covenant. Everyone say, Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant was a, a, a box that symbolized God's presence and promise. It wasn't a house for God, but a symbol of God being with his people. And it was all about God's promise and God's love and grace. And there was law in there and truth and how to live. But it was about God saying, I want to be with people. And King David moved the Ark of the Covenant... Nine miles. Who's walked nine miles in their life? Who's done that, not, not just kind of walking along, but carrying with poles an Ark of the Covenant? None of us. I agree, yeah, right. Some of us, though, walked down the road this morning from our old building, and we carried flags and we carried a cross. And this cross, it doesn't weigh as much as the Ark of the Covenant would have done. And we don't need to hold it with poles. But we carried something down and it was only half a mile, thankfully. We moved half a mile. 
But some of the things from what happened when David moved the ark nine miles are really helpful for us today because they help us know how to celebrate. I'm sorry we don't have any Prosecco today. But instead of Prosecco, we've got praise. I'm sorry we don't have any Knickerbocker glories. But instead of Knickerbocker glories, we've got an opportunity to glorify God. Not making him bigger, but actually understanding how good and how big he is. I want to read, Tracy, Claudette, are you okay to just balance that? Thank you. I want to read from the passage. It will come up on the screen. Stuart has already read uh, some of the verses. Thank you, Claudette. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he's done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. And we're doing that as family. We're not having a meal, Sue. Sue celebrates by having a meal with family. We're not having a meal today. We had coffee and biscuits and things. Thank you, refreshments team, for blessing us that way. But we're gathering together as family to give thanks to God and to actually act out and live out these verses. Glory in his holy name, that the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. This is a day of celebration. Who was around 40 years ago when the lower roads was purchased as a possible site. Could you stand up, please? I want to just say thank you to you and the people that you represent for your faithfulness on the journey that's lasted so long. Because back then, the church felt God say, I want you to move. And it's been a hard, long journey. So thank you for your faithfulness along those 40 years. And keeping on following Jesus. Thank you. I joined the church 12 years ago. And for the last eight years, I've had the honor of being a pastor. For the last 10 years, the honor of being an elder. Over those 10 years, we've looked at different sites is God leading us this way? Is God leading us that way? God has made it really clear that this is the place he wants. And as I've reflected over the last uh, few weeks, over the different locations that we looked at, whoa, how wrong we were. This is God's perfect place for him to be glorified, for him to be worshipped, for his name to be made known. And we give him the thanks this morning. I've said thank you to people for their faithfulness. But we want to say thank you to God for his faithfulness. For his goodness. For his purposes and plans. So not just today, but over these coming months. Every time we walk into the building, can I encourage you whether you're young and old, to just say thank you, Jesus, for this place. A simple thing. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness, for moving your church from one place to another so that more people can come to know you. 
And there's another thing I want to say about these verses before we uh, uh, worship through song again. Verse 8 says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he's done. And then most of the rest of this chapter talks about the story of what God has done. We have a story to share. And its central item is an empty cross and an empty grave. We've got a story to share. And this isn't our building to say, look what we have done. Yes, people have given generously, absolutely, sacrificially, and and extravagantly. People have worked their socks off. James was spotted sweeping outside last night. Helen, his wife, cleaned the toilets last night so that they could be ready for us. People have served and slogged their guts out, and we say thank you to them. But our story isn't about us. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ who came and showed how much he loves each of us. And he died on a cross so that we could find our way back to God. Who's got a blue piece of paper? Put your hand up. In fact, stand up if you've got a blue piece of paper. I want you to do something with it. Now you're nervous. If you have a blue piece of paper, you've got my favorite color. If you have um, a pen, actually, blue piece of paper, you can sit down as well. On your paper, I want you to think about something that you can say thank you to God for. Write it down whether it's on a blue piece, red piece, or anything. And then during the next two songs or so, we're going to post them. There we go. We're going to post them into the cross, just like so. And gradually, as we post our prayers of praise and thanksgiving, it will fill up with multicolors. It might be that your prayer is, Jesus, thank you, but help me to keep my eyes fixed on you because this is an awesome building and, and I could lose perspective. It might just be, wow, Jesus. It might be that you just need to draw it. Take some time. The first talk and the passage we looked at was about celebration you shared how you celebrate now i want you to think about whether you've had something new we've got a new building but have you had something new in your life recently i have just purchased the running shoes that will get me over the finish line in a month's time when i do the london marathon they arrived last night and you know that new trainer smell it's still there When I use it once, I won't be smelling it uh, that closely. What new things have you had? Maybe a new start. Same old. Alfred had a haircut. He's got a new haircut. So I saw a hand. Sorry, a new... A new computer game. Cool. 
One of the decorators called William, he said, Stephen, you need to have an eSports night with this big screen. Loads of people will come and play a computer game on, on, on the big screen. Miri, a new house. And, and Miri and others have started new year groups. Miri's, you're going into year, well, you've just started year six. Phenomenal. Who started a new school? New school in, in the academy? CCC? Academy, I, I knew it was one way around or the other. Sorry, sorry. CCC, okay? Yeah, it's okay. Where are you? The academy as well. Where, where did you start? In the infant school, that's brilliant. Where did you, yeah? Sorry? in Thorpe House. Now, I went and I bought a, because I'm starting in a new building, I thought I'd get a new bag. And these were on offer in Tesco in the back-to-school section. I'm no longer a teacher, but I still go into the back-to-school section. £6.50 for a lovely see-through bag. When we have a new start, it's good to get new things and maybe think about how we're going to use them. There are loads of things in that bag I'm not going to use. I got it because it was a cool bag and it had a, um, a wall planner. Don't worry, James, I'm not going to put it up on the wall. <laughs> um, but we have an opportunity to think, how are we going to go into this new thing? There's a Bible passage that uh, is at the beginning of the book of Acts. So it's in the New Testament. It's after um, the Gospels, the accounts of Jesus walking and ministering and, and uh, healing people and things like that. And the Holy Spirit has just come on um, onto Jesus' followers. And we have a description of the early church. Jesus started the church how he wanted it to be. And at this kind of time, it's good to go back to that kind of passage so that if Jesus started the church as he wanted... As we enter into a new building, let's allow Jesus to have the church that he wants as we start here. Let's have the passage on the screen, please. Peter replied, and he's speaking to more people than I am today. And he says, repent and be baptized. That means turn away from where you're going and turn to God. Not just physically, but in your head and your heart. And be baptized, be immersed. I'm going to read it, but I want you to spot things that are fundamental, that are really important as we start in this place that Jesus is saying, this is how um, I want this church to be. What are the key things? So Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off for all who um, the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. There are 14,000 people in Charlefont St. Peter, just to give an equivalence there. The next, oh, sorry, that's great, thank you. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe 
at the apostles many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had needs. Everyone, um, so every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts and they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those that were being saved. What things stood out to you as new start blocks? Things to go at, at the beginning of this church, um, gathering in this place, that these are fundamentals. These are beginnings of the new chapter here. What things stood out? In 1828, Mr. Ives was the minister up the road. I shared a story about him and what God did through his ministry and the church at the time on our last Sunday up there. As God moved in, in and amongst his people and people were coming back, in the history it says that they went back to the fundamentals. So what are the fundamentals from this passage? What do you notice? Someone shout one out. Teaching, opening God's word and saying, God, what do you want to say to me through your word that is an ancient text with modern, daily, relevant um, message for me? Teaching, God's words. Sorry? Sharing. Um, sharing what you have. Giving. We'll have an offering at the end. There are boxes um, at the back. But, but giving and sharing what we have, things in common. Who said something? Sorry, gathering people together. We're not ma made to always be apart. God calls us into family and into community, so we gather together. Another fundamental. Someone else? Sorry? Repentance. God wants us to turn away from the stuff that is harming us and harming others and, and going against him and turning to him. And that means coming to the cross and saying, Jesus, when you went to the cross, you went there for me so I could have a fresh start. So I turn back to you and you welcome me with open arms. And as it said in verse 30, 38, it's forgiveness, a complete fresh start. I wonder if you need a fresh start today. Who said something baptism on the 19th of September, a few weeks time, if I'm stood here, I will be getting wet because this pool will be filled with water and we have a baptism service. If you are a follower of Jesus, whether you are young or old and you have not yet been baptized, come and speak to us. We would love to baptize you. Let's fill that pool, not just with water, but with people who say yes to Jesus. Another fundamental People coming to faith. We should expect people to be coming to faith. Daily. Daily. Wow. Claudette, that, that's a bit difficult. <laughs> this building, though, is a proof, is evidence that God can do amazing things. He can save people daily. Another thing. Signs and wonders. We want to see people released if they're... Uh, stuck in a hard place or in a dark place. We want to see people healed. This place, we want to see people healed. But also out there, from this place, 
We want signs and wonders that point towards God. Ruth, loving one another. If we haven't got love, we're like a resounding gong. I love that passage in 1 Corinthians 13, a resounding gong. Everyone make that noise of a gong. Who, did it out, who didn't do it out of principle because they know that we love one another? We, we're meant to love one another and be unified. Someone earlier on said prayer, but it was at the same time as someone else. We've got a room um, set aside for prayer. Well, you don't just need to do it there. But what is said there or when you say it in prayer, it impacts it in, in a wider kind of way. To have glad and sincere hearts. Yes, it's okay to cry in this place. If you are sad or God brings things up that he wants to heal and, and, and deal with, you might cry in this place. But as an expectation, as a culture, in this place it will be a place of gladness. Not because we're just happy, clappy, hey, fake smile. But because of what Jesus has done and is doing and will do. Sorry? Breaking bread. We will remember that Jesus gave us a meal of bread and wine to remember that he died on the cross giving himself for us. And we will do that on a regular basis. But it also says that they did that in their homes and not just in this place. Why don't you invite someone round for lunch today or, or, or next Sunday and things and have a meal with them and then break bread. Have communion with them and bring Jesus into your time together. Around the room, so not around the room, around the building, there are little posters that have some of these fundamentals, have some of these kind of new start blocks that... Jesus set out in his early church, in the church that he started, he set out as he wanted. And as we restart here, we go back to those things. Do have a look around the building. There are nine of them that I've put up. There are, there are probably more, but I put nine up. See if you can find them all. In a few moments, I'm going to release people to go around. Have a wonderful kind of um, exploration of the building. But before I do that, I want to ask if, if people need to reset their life with Jesus. We're resetting the church. We're restarting gathering here. But it might be that you need to reset your life with Jesus. Maybe you've wandered. Maybe you've just gone lukewarm during the last two years or something. Maybe you know about Jesus but don't know him personally. And this is an opportunity to reset your life with Jesus. To repent, to turn back to him, to immerse your life with him. When Jesus came, he came to bring us back to God. To bring us into a knowledge of God who loves us and who made us. And he showed us the full extent of his love when he died on the cross. So I'm going to pray, and if you want to pray with me for the first time or a coming back prayer, I would love you to do that. So let's just pray before I invite uh, the worship group up again. Jesus, we thank you for 
um, everything that you have done for us. Thank you that you set up the church um, as you wanted it. And now as we start here, help us to go back to those things, to return to those things and have them as kind of foundation stones in this new chapter. God, I recognize that um, over the last few months or years that some may have wandered and maybe each of us have wandered at different times from those things, um, but also from you as well. And I pray, God, for those who've wandered, that you will welcome us back as we turn back to you. And God, for those who've never said yes to you, Jesus, I pray that you'll help them pray this prayer now. Jesus, I recognize that you love me and you died for me. You love me even though I'm messy and I've got brokenness in my life. I've sinned and, and, and turned away from you. And as I turn back to you now, Jesus, I thank you that you welcome me. Thank you that you died for me. Jesus, uh, you're Lord, and I say that you're Lord of my life as well. You're in control. I give you the keys of my life, as it were. And I want to be your friend and follower. Give me your Holy Spirit so I can be free and live with you. In Jesus' name, amen.